If you live in a crowded city, chances are you've come across individuals who have found themselves at the unfortunate end of society's list. Unemployment, poverty, or mental illness. Whatever may have pushed someone to have made their homes on the cold pavement of the streets, help is what they need. Many people do just that, offering food, money, and time. But others only give disgust. What if the homeless population found themselves on a different list? The list of a person who not only gives disgust, but hatred and abhorrence. The list of a savage killer. Welcome to Myth, Mysteries, and Monsters. Every so often, we'll come across an interesting story. Too short for our weekly Thursday episodes, but too enticing not to be told. Today, we're looking at a string of murders spanning two cities and four years, where it appeared no one living on the streets was safe. Today, we're looking at the Stone Man Killer. The year is 1985, in a densely populated city of Mumbai, back when it was known as Bombay. The local police are investigating another dead body. They note the similarities to other recent murders in the area. A victim in a dimly lit location, sleeping on the street, no witnesses, and a 30 kilogram or about a 65 pound stone found close by. The killer had used the stone to crush the head of the sleeping victim, ending their life in one motion. This was now number six, and the police realized they have a serial killer on the loose. Identifying the killer was going to be difficult. They showed no motive, left no clues. The victims all lived on the street with no means of identification. No one to identify them or even mourn their loss. All the police could do was increase their presence on the streets. Weeks and months went on, and with more deaths piling up, there was seemingly no end in sight. All the police needed was a break in the case, and they were confident they could solve it. Months later, it would seem they would get just that. A homeless waiter having survived an attack was immediately questioned by the police. He confirmed what they already knew. The killer strikes in the early hours, after midnight but before sunrise, using a stone to attempt to crush the heads of his sleeping victims. But the waiter was unable to get a good look. The police had hit another wall. It seemed to them the man killing unidentifiable victims would also never be identified. By mid-1987, the death toll was now at 12, with others having been attacked, and the police were still right where they started. And then as suddenly as the attacks happened, they stopped. There were no reports of any attacks or murders. The city seemed safe once again. The police and those on the streets breathed a sigh of relief. But as one city awoke from a nightmare, another would begin having night terrors. June 4, 1989, almost two years after the attack in Mumbai, the city of Calcutta had its first victim. A woman known for selling moonshine on the streets, murdered, dying from the wounds given to her by a stone slab. And yet, the streets, police, and even citizens were quiet. Exactly one month later on July 4, 1989, another victim was found. Everyone was still quiet. It was not until the fourth victim the police began suspecting the murders were connected, being committed by one man. The streets themselves began to stir, asking the question, was there a serial killer among us? In an article from 1989 in the LA Times, Calcutta Deputy Commissioner Singh admits to a lack of concern when the murders first began. But then, almost as if the killer was taunting the police, a seventh victim was found on September 8th, only one block away from the police headquarters. In the ensuing press conference, Deputy Commissioner Singh put a name to the faceless killer, the Stone Man. The city was now on high alert. Citizens were looking for more information. Police ramped up searches and the homeless were banding together, taking shifts to sleep in safety. The police launched further operations in the streets, increasing street presence with many going undercover, waiting for the killer to strike. 
But even while living among the homeless, the police still had an air of disgust towards them, calling them lunatics and maniacs at every chance. Many were rounded up and questioned, looking for any possible sign that they were the stone man. Soon reports of police beating defenseless and emaciated people on the streets became rampant, with some human rights groups accusing the police of straight-out torture. From the outside, during the day, the city seemed to be tearing itself apart from fear. And during the night, the stone man hunted, and it appeared as if he was getting better at it. In Mumbai, the stone man hunted and killed 12 over the course of two and a half years, but in Calcutta, he murdered seven after only four months. And just like Mumbai, police hoped their approach would lead to a break in the case. And just like Mumbai, a witness finally appeared. The difference? This witness led them to what appeared to be the first real suspect either police had, a homeless man by the name of Mohammed Akram. But when police brought him in for questioning, it was clear this wasn't the stone man. The stone man was thought to be a well-built man, able to easily lift the 30 kilogram stones he would use to drop on the heads of his sleeping victims. Mohammed, on the other hand, was emaciated and unable to lift the stones. Later, the witness who led them to Muhammad admitted to lying. Eventually, Muhammad was released while the stone man continued taking lives. From June 1989 to November 1989, the stone man took 13 lives in Calcutta, and then without warning, they stopped. Reports of the killing ceased. Attacks were no longer happening, and the people slowly started feeling safe again. No one ever figured out the stone man's identity or why he committed the murders, but the theories were plenty. Despite the murders in Mumbai and Calcutta happening just two years apart, there was never any real evidence that tied them together. But the way the killings were done and who the targets were lead many to that conclusion. But whether it was the same man multiple or copycats, the question always remained, why? Many believe it was just hatred towards the homeless community. Others believe they may have been the work of some kind of cult or ritual practice while others still believe the killer himself was just a psychotic individual. Since then, the Stone Man killer was never found. But there have been sort of copycats, or men given a name in the press due to a similar MO. In 2016, a 35-year-old man was arrested for killing six. In 2013, another man was arrested for killing three. While they may have been given the moniker of Stone Man, it is highly unlikely we will ever know who the original Stone Man was. But what we do know is during the years of 1985, to 1989, a group of people, or just one individual, became known as a stone man, killing 25 helpless and homeless people while in their sleep, and unleashed a wave of terror in two cities. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Myths, Mysteries, and Monsters. Make sure you come back on Thursday for another story. If you have any myth, mysteries, or monsters you'd like us to cover, send an email to mythmysteriesmonsters at gmail.com. My name is Hector. Script and research is done by E.L. Soto. Sources are in the show notes for further reading. Subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, always look behind you.